BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The NBA Finals is going on, but who cares? We're Suns fans, and we're here to discuss the offseason and all the goings-ons. There's a little series that we're going to be doing here on the Jam Session Podcast. There's actually two series that we're going to be doing. We've already started the Trade Machine series. You can check out our episode that we put out this past Monday, Trade Machine, Trade Machine, Landry Shamit. And on Mondays, we will continue to do Trade Machine. And on Thursdays, we're doing this one right here, and that's testing the free agent market. And we're going to go position by position and give you, the listener and watcher, an overall understanding of what exists on the market. Who's out there? Who might interest us? Who could the Suns potentially target as they attempt to reconstruct this roster, knowing that the new CBA is looming and it's going to be really, really hard to do so? So, Matthew, as we get ready for this episode, have you have you researched the new CBA anymore? Are, are you more terrified because you've seen what it is and how it operates? No, actually, I, his, I did listen to uh, Bill Simmons and when he talked about it a little bit, and it was kind of what we went over too, but he's talking about – I don't think they know what they're getting into these players. Like it's going to be a lot different in a few years. I think in a few years, we're actually going to feel the consequences as fans. We're going to be like, so wait, we can't really have anybody on our team. That's good. We can't form the super teams. Guys can't really go to where they want to go anymore. It's kind of sounds nice. If you want to spread the love around the league, of course, but for us fans, especially when you're trying to build something in Phoenix for once, it's like restrictions, restrictions, restrictions. And now it's like, the thing is endless, obviously with the aprons and stuff like that. But just the gist of it, you know, you're kind of screwed as a Suns fan. And I think fans in general, even my friend that's an OKC fan, he was talking about, he's like, yeah, it kind of sucks because we got these young players and I don't even know how are we going to pay, you know, the ones that are coming up that are going to be making the max. It's going to be tough to do that too. Yeah, I think for those of you who don't listen to the Bill Simmons podcast, he put one out recently and I think it was a good overall representation of what we attempted to do as we talked about it, like it was cryptocurrency here at the Suns Jam Session podcast. But essentially you got a couple different ways you can construct your roster moving forward. You can have two superstars and then a bunch of low and or mid-level exception guys. You're not going to be able to stuff the ballot box with a ton of those middle-class contracts, if you will, the Landry Shamit type contracts, right? Those guys who make anywhere between 10 and $18 million, they have to be unbelievably productive and healthy for you to be effective moving forward. Uh, or you do a bunch of the mid-level guys, you know, between 10 and 18, and then you got a bunch of average Joes out there. And I think that Bill Simmons and Ryan Rosillo said it best when it really is going to kill the middle class of the NBA. That's exactly how this is going to operate. And that's somewhat the intended consequence because this is an attempt by the players and the owners in, in an effort to try to kill the super team, if you will. Uh, but again, it doesn't 
really allow for teams like Oklahoma City Thunder to develop talent and then hold on to that talent because there's no incentive in the long run to do so. One of the things that Simmons uh, suggested is if you hold on to a guy, you start to get kickers on their contract that don't affect your cap, i.e. Stephen Curry, i.e. Devin Booker, who has been with the team for seven seasons. And what you could essentially do is you pay him a max contract, but two or 4% of that contract doesn't count towards your overall cap. And it compounds itself or it adds upon itself year to year. So it incentivizes players to stay and it incentivizes player development. So as we navigate these series of trade machine and free agent market, it's going to be a challenge. We're essentially right now, as we enter this new year of the CBA, we're throwing darts against a dartboard randomly, picking out players that we kind of like, uh, observing guys who might be available and we think the Suns should get. But ultimately, from a strategic standpoint, the Phoenix Suns, James Jones, and every other organization is going to be learning on the fly, and they're going to have plenty of very smart thinkers trying to predict how this ultimately can play out over a one-year, five-year, and ten-year span for their team. Absolutely, John. I mean, you summed it up perfectly, and I think um, it's going to be a learning process for all of us. Um, it just It's right now starting off on a kind of a negative foot, right? When you hear new CBA, you think, okay, more money, right? We can just actually add these guys. But now that they're kind of taking apart the super team, it kind of sucks. But I think after a few years, we'll look back and be like, you know what? Maybe this was better for the league. Who knows? The fact that these guys make so much money right away off the bat is crazy to me still. Yeah. Not proving a damn thing. Yeah. Um, if there's ways to pay these players based on performance that doesn't affect the salary that they earn actually from the NBA or this, I don't even know. You know what I mean? There's yeah. other ways maybe these guys can can earn some money other than their salary, right? How they perform, the minutes they play, the championships they win, and stuff like that. It should be more based off of that. I just hate that there's such a restriction now on this, and it's just it's for everybody, obviously, but it's gonna affect us this next season drastically. And I got to say, for us, who are not really contract aficionados, why the fuck did they have to go do this now? Like, we do a podcast. We like to talk about the Suns. We like to talk about, you know, potential players and point guards we should target. And then they go throw all these other weird stipulations. I don't know how to explain it. I'm guessing. Like, I'm just a fan, man. I'm just a fan. No, yeah, and it doesn't bother. I just I, I throw out the most random stuff ever. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care. As long as the trade machine accepts the trades <laughs> and I can go on and see what a game looks like, I'm going to throw it down here on Suns Jam, and I'm going to make you guys eat it. You're going to love it. You're going to love these players that we're going to throw at you. Well, that's what we're going to do on this edition of the Suns Jam Session Podcast. We're going to talk about the free agent market relative to point guards. We're going to make you eat it, and you're going to enjoy it. But while you're eating it, I do want to remind everybody that DraftKings has upgraded their sign-up offer for a limited time. If you're a new user, you can receive $200 in bonus bets by following just three steps. Create an account, make a deposit, and then wager $5 on any sport. Whether your first wager win or loses, you still receive the $200 in bonus bets. All you have to do is use the code SUNSJAM. When you sign up and the best part is don't know if you know this, Matthew, but using our code Suns Jam not only gets you the bonus, but it also supports the podcast. So if you're considering signing up for DraftKings, definitely use our code Suns Jam to maximize your first bets. The offer is available only for new customers who are 21 and over and physically present in Arizona. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone, you know, has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Check out the episode description for the full terms of the offer. If you have an alcohol drinking problem, 
Grab yourself a Moscow Mule, because the summer of the mule continues. Grab yourself one of these ice-cold Bundaberg beers, right? Ginger beer, that is. Non-alcoholic, but delicious. It's got the funny tabs on it, so you got to don't get, your, don't get your, your finger stuck in there because it hurts. And you pull that. Ooh, hear that pop? Pull that sucker off. You throw it over there. Your wife yells at you tomorrow because you forgot to pick it up. His wife takes down that picture, right? <laughs> Literally. My sister, as soon as the podcast is over, she takes that thing down and puts it in the closet. She, she opens the door and puts it in the closet. <laughs> you saw it last time. Yeah. She, like, okay, you're done in here. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. Cheers. Let's talk about some point guards. That's what we're discussing on this edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast. And we're going to go through the point guard position. Now, obviously, you take a look at the Phoenix Suns point guard position. And to start, we currently have two point guards returning under contract next year. We have Chris Paul and we have Cameron Payne. It's been rumored that Chris Paul will receive the full guarantee of his offer, which is just over $30 million. And we know that Cameron Payne makes, what, about $6 million a year, right? So, in theory, if the Suns are to stick with... This iteration of of their lineup and these two individuals, they won't be exploring much of the free agent market relative to point guards. So the first question I have for you, Matthew, should that be their strategy? Should they go, you know what? We've got Chris Paul. I'll be in 38. We've got Cameron Payne. All we need to do is find the backup to the backup point guard on this team. You know, it's probably going to be the thing that they do go with, but Monty is gone. Cameron Payne, I feel like, was more of a Monty guy. Right, depends who they get here as coach. I think that's the first step. Coaches here will figure out who these guys are, and I think that if they count on Chris Paul next year and they can actually rely on him to be healthy, that's one thing. But we all know as Suns fans, it's not going to be a possible thing. And we all know we can't go in next year looking at these guys again in the face, watching them on the screen play for the Phoenix Suns because it's just not going to work out again. Um, so no, absolutely not. We got to switch this thing up. Booker, Katie, you're safe. Everybody else. It's got to go. Well, we talked about it at the top of the pod, how one of the primary strategies that a lot of teams are probably going to utilize as they construct their rosters under the new CBA is the two superstar system. And that's what the Phoenix Suns have. And I'll tell you this, and I was thinking about this on my drive home, the two superstar system. And we got Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Like that's a hell of a start. That's a hell of a start, right? You're not sitting there. Even Kawhi PG 13, oh, these guys can never be on the court at the same time. They're always injured. When they are injured, we don't know what's going on. You look at other organizations throughout the NBA, and I will take R2 against any two in the NBA. It's a great place to start. When you start to get into the constructs of the remainder of this uh, roster construction, with, with Chris Paul, I believe that the right step is to move on from Chris Paul. And if you can take that contract that he possesses, you can essentially spin it into maybe one or two assets because that's how that's how you have to operate in this in this new market that you have is you have to have the ability to to just have players you know when you talk about Chris Paul or I'm sorry Devin Booker and you talk about uh Devin Booker and and just KD KD and D book when you look at their contracts they take up like 70% of your payroll right off the bat relative to the cap 
So you're going to have to navigate it. And if you throw in CP3, I mean, you're sitting at like 89, 90% of the cap <laughs> with those three players. And then throw yeah. in DA and yeah. boom, we're right there. So moving on from Chris Paul is the right move in my opinion. And then it becomes, okay, well, who gets the filler? Cameron Payne ain't it. Cameron Payne's another guy who I feel like potentially the, the Phoenix Suns can move on from. Uh, I think that he is on just a good enough contract. I mean, again, he is non-guaranteed $6.5 million. That's a, that's a pretty good contract for a backup point guard, I feel. But when you're losing Chris Paul in his 30.8, I feel like you can use that. You're going to fill other positions, but I feel you can use some of that money to go at a, at a potential new point guard, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's all about the money here. Um, it's going to be one of those things where I, th- I think as Suns fans will be okay with the fact that Chris Paul might go for nothing. We might get a second-round draft pick or something. You know what I mean? It's going to be something small. Any team that can take on that contract, it's going to be huge for us. Um, not a lot of teams really off the bat, probably young teams that want Detroit Pistons maybe. I don't know. You know who knows? Who knows? Who knows? He was going to go somewhere where it's it's a young team and they need that leader. Now, if it was a nice contract, of course I would want Chris Paul back. If it was something like 12 mil or something, you know, 12, 15 mil, it would be nice to have him. He might still be our starter, but we would know, hey, like for real, this time, I'm telling you this time, this season, you would have to take a step back, but it's not going to happen. And the thing is, like when I think of Cameron Payne, it's just it's one of those things where we talked about before, I think a couple pods ago, I'm just totally done with the dude. You know what I mean? I want guys Mm -hmm. on this team to have confidence in themselves day to day. You know, if he was hurt, like Chris Paul was hurt to – Basically, I I don't know. I think Chris Paul being gone really hurt our chances, right, to make the finals a little bit because you said Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, two guys that you want to have as your two main dudes on the team going in, your king and queen, I guess. I don't even know. <laughs> you, you want them you want them to be to have a guy next to them that's just complimentary, right? And I think Chris Paul was kind of just that guy. He was perfect. And a, a team with Chris Paul, I mean, they they did go in two with him. But that team did win two games against this Nuggets team. You know what I mean? So yep. it's like we're almost there. We know that Kevin Durant, one season or one offseason with this team, is going to be huge. I think it's going to be drastically a big difference going into next year. All the McHale chat that I bring on, like, oh, did we really have to trade him? Yeah, it's going to make sense. Yeah. When we talk about these point guards, like the guys I'm talking about. It's going to, there. these are some guys you can just slide right in there and I feel like can just pick up quickly. And I like what John Paul Edward DeDio says in the chat, one of our elite jamsters. Again, if you want to become an elite jamster, simply press the join button on our YouTube channel. It says Monty's system needed CP3 badly. And that's correct. The system that this team has been utilizing for the past four years was hot, heavy on point guard. Ricky Rubio, CP3. There's going to be a new head coach in town. And someday we're going to know who that new head coach is. <laughs> Never. Uh, we're going to fucking always do it. Yeah. It's just like everybody's getting hired. I'm like, forever. everybody else is doing their shit. We always take forever. Yeah. We're, like, well, we're really thinking about this one, but whoever that is, is going to implement a new system. And based on that, to your point, they're going to work with James Jones and try to hopefully navigate and just say, Hey, James Jones, here, here's how I like to run it. And potentially these might be my guys, right? We, we talk about, Monty Williams, and I guess it's a good time to bring it up. Monty Williams obviously just took the head coaching job or is in the process of taking the head coaching job with the Detroit Pistons. It was announced last night that he's agreed to a six-year, $78.5 million contract with the Detroit Pistons. 
and there's kickers and things up there that make it upwards of $100 million. He's going to be the highest paid coach in NBA history, Matthew, our former head coach. And why is that? It's because the Detroit Pistons want a young or, or, or a, somebody who can navigate young players and motivate them and is a good foundational guy, and that's who Monty Williams is. And that's why instantly we all go there. Well, CP3 would be great to send there, you know, sign and trade him, get some parts maybe from there. He can continue his journey with Monty Williams because Monty obviously likes him. Uh, I missed on our last podcast the trade machine Landry Shamit because once it happened, I instantly put out a deal for Marvin Bagley, and it made it was like success. I was like, yes, I don't give a shit if Marvin Bagley sucks. Just get rid of Shamit, and we know that Monty Williams loves him, right? That's going to be a story for everyone leaving. <laughs> we don't care. Just get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so there there are some pieces over there with Detroit that we could potentially acquire via trade, but that's not what we're looking at on this podcast. What I want to do is I want to literally go through all of the free agents that exist uh, that are point guards, and there, there's essentially three different kinds. Uh, there's, Let me put it this way. There's... Four different types, but three different kinds. And this is what I mean by that. There's four different types. If you go to sporttrack.com, they've got four different tiers, if you will. You have the all-star tier, the starter tier, the rotation tier, and the fringe tier. And of those, essentially, there's three different types. There's an un- the unrestricted free agents, the restricted free agents, and then there's the player option teams. And I guess there's four because there's also the club option teams. So in total, there's going to be 40 potential point guard free agents. And I'm going to go through some of the the different tiers and then some of the different types as well. And then based on those, we're going to have those conversations. And I'm going to just ask you a couple questions, right? Nice and simple. Is, you know, who's the unrestricted free agent you want the Suns to pursue the most? And who is the restricted free agent that you want the Suns to pursue the most? And is there anybody who is on a two-way contract or a club option or a play option that, you know, you hope becomes an unrestricted free agent ultimately and the Phoenix Suns, can take a shot at them. So simply go, where should, where should I start? I don't even know where to start. Let's go with, um, let's go with the, 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 the option guys, right? The guys who've got the club option. Okay. So club option guys, there's only what three guys, I think who have a club option and they're all fringe players. Do any of these players, interest you as members of the Phoenix Suns. Michael Carter-Williams, who's with the Orlando Magic, Miles McBride with the New York Knicks, or Derrick Rose with the New York Knicks? Oh, Derrick Rose was the name last year. Sorry, I'm trying to pull him up too so I can see as we go through him. Um, Michael Carter-Williams. Interesting. None of these guys do at all. Um, <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> what, I mean, Derrick Rose, no, none of them. He has Michael a Carter, like, wait, is this like 10 years ago? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> still, I didn't know if he was still playing. I didn't, I didn't know that guy was even in the fucking league. Uh, Derek McBride, Rose has a club option for $15.5 million. I'm telling you, the Knicks will release him. They will not exercise that club option. He most likely will become an unrestricted free agent. If he is an unrestricted free agent, does Derek Rose have any appeal for you at, what, 34? Almost, He'll be 35 when the season begins. Any interest you know, in having Derek Rose hanging out on the bench? Towards the end of last season, I think it was something that we were all kind of wanted just as a third guy. Um, I wouldn't mind it going into this year. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too excited, obviously, but it's a guy that we kind of just wanted last year just to have there. Um, so, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm not so excited about these names, man. I'm not either. And, again, I, I'm trying to look at this through the lens, essentially, of, okay, the Suns move on from CP3. 
if we're moving on from CP3, maybe if you give Derrick Rose a veteran minimum deal because he wants to come here and, and play the backup to the backup and we focus on one of these other names uh, via free agency, not through trading, but via free agency, I think that that potentially might be a good idea. I wouldn't mind having D Rose the backup to the backup. He comes in, he plays 20 games, uh, you know, and, and 11 minutes a game. So, but again, that's a, that's a, if the price is right guy, mm-hmm. when you start to look at the club option guys, or I'm sorry, the, the, the player option guys, there's only one point guard who's going to have a player option this off season. And this is a name that falls under the all-star tier. And that's Fred Van Vliet. Fred Van Vliet has the option this season to exercise his player option and stay with the Toronto Raptors. If he does so, he's going to make $22.8 million. So I ask you this, Matthew. If Fred Van Vliet decides not to exercise his player option, that he feels one of two things. One, I want to test the market and see if I can make more money. Or two, I simply want out of Toronto. Should the Phoenix Suns try to pursue him? Well, it's tough now. I think with the the amount of money he's going to want, Fred Van Vliet seems sexy before, but now it just kind of gets it gets away from me now. Now that it's a couple years in the future, um, it's a guy that you want next to Booker and KD for sure to slide right in there. But it's a guy too, like that's going to make too much money. And and experience is huge there. Leadership is big there. Um, a guy mm-hmm. that's very confident in himself, what he brings to the court is huge. But the thing is, like the money is just it, that's a big issue for me. If you're going to spend that much money, there's other guys out there we'll talk about in the future of this podcast that, you know, kind of fits the bill more in my head because Fred Van Lee is a good, he's a, he's a good addition to your team for sure. If you want to win a title, but that's just sucks, John. Yeah. When we just talk about the money, I think it's just, obviously it's, it's you're, you're rid of Chris Paul and you're rid of Deandre Ayton. All right. And if we sign him for what? 22, you said 22, eight is what is, if we have to just to get a point guard in here of his stature, it's probably what we're going to have to do. So the interesting thing for a player like Fred Van Vliet is you know that he's been waiting for this day. And I wonder what his agent is telling him because the the landscape has changed for him. Had the CBA remained intact, yeah, you absolutely do not take your player option. You go out there and you make $30 million from somebody, no problem. You could do it. He could do it. But now, what is his agent telling him? What is his true value? Because again, if he's going to go make that kind of money, he's going to have to do so on a team in, in which essentially his salary handicaps his team. Right now, he's making 17% of the league cap. And if he wants more than that, if he if he gets upwards of, you know, $30 million, $30 million, which is, you know, like like what DeAndre Ayton's making. DeAndre Ayton's make he's going to make next season like 32-4. That's 24.4% of your team's cap. So, again, you're putting a lot of eggs in one basket, and our team's going to be willing to pay that. Is is Fred Van Vliet going to do what Dennis Schroeder did a couple years ago? I'm not going to take the player option. I'm not going to sign the extension with the Lakers. I'm going to bet on myself because I think I can make more than that, and then nobody fucking paid him. And he ended up in Boston on a mid-level exception. He ended up getting traded back to the Lakers, and he's not making any of that money. He's a name we're going to discuss here momentarily. Is that what Fred Van Vliet has to fear going into this offseason because of the landscape of the new CBA? That's a no, valid he, point. 
Yeah, he does. But I mean, you can say he does. But right now, I'm thinking that this name, Fred Van Vliet, is a little bit more sexier than what Schroeder was. The fact that Schroeder, I mean, good graces, right? He he can believe in himself for sure, but he's not that player. He's a guy I wanted maybe 10 years for on the Suns. He was a guy that I was like, oh, get that guy. But right now, Fred Van Vliet is a perfect example of maybe the Detroit Pistons. I know we're always going to talk about them now. (laughs) If they need that point guard, right? I mean, they got Cade. Right, but you need the other guy in the backcourt. I feel like to be a leader, Fred if, is definitely, I think, is a guy that they can pay that 30 mil to to bring him on there because Monty needs that guy on the court, right? He's he's a good coach, yep. but he needs a guy that can actually read the floor, get their teammates, get the teammates involved quickly in an offense, progressing in a way to where you can be a title contender after a couple years. This is a good guy to add to your team to get in that to head in that direction. Mm-hmm. So I see teams like that signing him for that much money. Uh, he's going to get paid for sure. Yeah, Monty's system essentially it's a guard centric system. So a Fred Van Vliet makes sense. I can see Fred Van Vliet. In all honesty, I can see Fred Van Vliet opting out of his player option in Toronto, becoming a free agent, and signing with the San Antonio Spurs who have a ton of cap space and can pay him for, you know, 30 mil for two or three years as they develop Victor Wembanyama and then move on from there. That that's more likely happening than I feel having Van Vliet come to Phoenix. But, you know, that that's why we bring up the name. Then we go into the restricted free agents and of the 40 available uh uh point guard free agents, 17 reside in this area. You have a bunch, the majority of them are fringe players, and four of them are rotation players. I'm going to go through the fringe players, and I'm just going to say a name, and you can say, you know, yes or no. And when if we say yes, we'll talk about them. If we say no, we'll just keep on moving, right? You know, you ever seen Jalen Rose and uh, you know, keep it moving, keep it moving. Jalen Rose and uh, Jalen and Jacoby do that shit. I'm not going to steal that, but that's what I want to do. Gabe York. No. Okay. Jesus, it took you that long well, to I mean, know there's, there's, you. Yeah. Well, I'm just gonna say this. I mean, these guys that you're gonna name are all no's probably except for nope, one. There's one that's yeah. a there's, yeah, exactly there's one that's there's one that's not a no, in my opinion. McKinley yeah. Wright the fourth. No, God bless Dwayne you, Dwayne Washington Jr. God, what a stint with the Suns. Should have had him, we would have won a championship. <laughs> but no. no, right? Yeah. Uh Scotty Pippen Jr. Keep that guy away from my mama. Slam. And note that a lot of these restricted free agents, especially the fringe guys, they're all two-way guys. So they all have a, a qualifying offer with the team that they were on previously. So slam dunk champion, Mac McClung. <laughs> no. <laughs> Theo Maladon. <laughs> no. I like Theo Maladon, but no. Uh, Trevor Hudgens. No. Colin Gillespie. No. Trent Forrest. No. Jeff Doughton. No. J.D. Davison. Who's that? Jared Butler. All these guys sound like made-up names on 2K. Little guy, Jared Butler. Saban Lee. Yes. 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 Saban Lee, in my opinion, you absolutely bring back. Saban Lee gets a qualifying offer from the Phoenix Suns for $1.7 million. They, they should make that qualifying offer the first chance they can. Uh, and then from there, the league can try to match and whatnot. And if they do, then you match the, what they match. But I think that you bring back Saban Lee. I think that's a fucking slam dunk. Yeah, it's a insurmountable, really, the love I have for this guy. 
I just, there's something in him and I'll say it over and over again until he gets more minutes. You bring him back as a third if you want, but he's going to work his way up to being a, a backup point guard for the Suns. Um, he's a guy he can trust for sure on the floor and he learns quick. And the minute, the minutes he had this last year, very minimal. And I just think this guy's going to pick it up with that offense if they can stay consistent and healthy. Uh, whoever they add with the in the for the for the bench, he's gonna he's gonna come. He's gonna kill. Just just remember these words, Jamsters. This guy's gonna be fucking. He's gonna be good. I like him a lot. I really like Saban Lee, and obviously we are biased because he played for the Suns last year. But you do have seen as he's our restricted free agent. You have first dibs on him. The energy he plays with the the and uh, the way he attacks the basket. He was the one guy consistently we'd be doing post game pods and we're like, dude, all the Suns need to do is attack the basket. We don't attack the basket. We don't get to line. Yeah. They're saving leaders. Like, what? You know, needs to work a little bit on some of his, uh, his, his, his shot. He needs to work on some of his, uh, playmaking ability. But I mean, back up to the backup for a $1.7 million contract. You need that right now. That's how you construct a roster and you bring in a guy who's familiar. I wouldn't say with the system, but with the team. Yeah, and it doesn't even matter because this guy came in and he just took control. Um, who put it in there in this chat right here? Uh, Chris Stewart, Lee is as good as Payne. I think, yeah. I trust, he is probably as good for sure, but I think he'll be better after one season with the Suns, a full season. He'll be he'll be much better than what Payne was, I think, for sure. I just feel like he plays with a lot more control, and that's the scary thing he about does. Payne. He does. Look, he has that this the, that emotion. Just he's a, he's emotionless. He doesn't even care out there. He's just like I'm getting. I'm out here to get the job done, dude. Out and of my way, kid, Corona del Sol. Gotta love it. All right. There's four unrestricted. Or I'm sorry. There's four restricted free agents who qualify in the tier of rotation. You have Delano Banton from the Toronto Raptors. No desire nope. there for me. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Kobe White from the Chicago Bulls. Wow. No, I never liked him. I didn't either. I didn't like him when he played in college either. Okay, uh, I yeah. thought you. I thought you were going to say Kobe White tonight. Nope. So, oh, okay. interesting. I got my guys, but they're on the unrestricted free agent side. Uh, I always have such a hard time. Well, you you said to pick one guy for each, right, or two guys for each. That's well, what we were doing, right? Yeah. Well, Saban leaves my one, and I'm going to get to my other one here in a second. Uh, Ayu Dosamunu. What's the guy's name from Chicago? Ayo Dosonumu. I think I said the that. Somo? Right. I don't know. The no. Sun Moo. And then from the San Antonio Spurs, Trey Jones. Your guy, huh? Trey Jones is a yes for me if the Suns can can get him out of San Antonio. His qualifying offer is $5.2 million, however. So that's going to be something that again, you have a team uh in the in the San Antonio Spurs who have a ton of cap space. It doesn't they're, they're not worried about the same things that the Suns are. They're, they don't have the two top guys. Like, as I'm doing NBA 2K right now, I'm literally playing with a bunch of rookies. The way I've constructed my, my roster to open up cap space is play with a bunch of rookies and just kind of develop them. It's the fun way. I like to do it that way. And Trey Jones is a guy who it's like, listen, he, he's 23 years old. He's played for three years with the, uh, with the San Antonio Spurs, knows their system, knows pop system. It makes sense for for. Greg Popovich and the San Antonio Spurs to bring him back uh, because he is a stabilizing force. He played in 68 games last season for the Spurs. I don't see them not giving him an extension, but if they don't, if they do release him, I think that he's somebody who you can get uh, on a decent deal. And, you know, if that's your backup to the backup, 
Trey Jones, who played at Duke, I, I, I'm a big fan of him. I'm a big fan of the way he plays. Uh, he, he's shifty. He's small and shifty. I just I like him as a backup to the backup point guard. I would like him as our backup point guard over Cameron Payne, and I'm not afraid to say that. No, that's that's just it. That's the point of our podcast. Three years running, we've gotten <laughs> to the point where we're just done with Cameron Payne. Like all this work we put in, and it's just you know we went through a little spurt with him, but for sure, everybody that we want is I might say maybe a third point guard backup, but. Back up to the backup, but I'm really just saying just replace Cameron Payne. Mm-hmm. Even Saban Lee, like just replace him with that's like that's use the Cameron Payne money because Cameron Payne's six point five is non guaranteed. Use that money on Trey Jones if you can, because it's a restricted free agent. Yeah. You can still make an offer and then it's up on San Antonio to match that offer. Trey Jones is it, that that that's in the void of camp of things. Yeah. Wait. What? That's in the void of camp of things. Yeah, he's said? on my camp. Like I'm. I, I'm oh, a Jones okay. guy. Oh, okay. He hangs out at my camp. I, I agree. As as do a lot of the jamsters out there. They're they're really into Trey Jones. So you're a you're lot. onto something there. Okay, I am. All right. So that's it for the restricted free agents. Now we're going to go into the unrestricted free agents. And of the forty potential point guards, there's nineteen of them. Okay. And there's a lot of names in here, and I feel like we can have some good conversations about a lot of these names. So starting at the fringe players, you have DJ Augustine. Any interest in DJ Augustine? 35 uh, and a half years no. old. No. Yeah, me neither. Uh, Matthew Della Vadova. I didn't even know he was still in the league. <laughs> mm, I mean, I'm going to say no. Goran Dragic. No. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc yeah he's he's past the prime george hill 37 no. as well Whew. aaron holiday bring him back huh i'm over it i'm good yeah i'm done i think there's better options out there i liked aaron holiday but i think there's better oh, yeah, options yeah. out there yeah raul neto Mm, no. That annoying son of a bitch. I don't want him on my team. Uh, Frank Nidalekina. There's a name, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, gosh, he only made not even $2 million last year? Yeah. Frank Nidalekina, after he was in that trade for uh, Porzingi. Remember, he was, he was in Dallas, and they sent him to the Knicks. Or he was in the Knicks, and they sent him to Dallas. And I mean, he paid, he played 47 games last year and he, you know, 2.9 points. He, he was, he's nothing. He's a, he, he's a, a bust. He's been a bust. He really is. Really Megatron. No, Kevin Frankie O'Connor's Smokes. For sure. Yeah. He that was, was. Kevin O'Connor was all about Nidalekini. Mm-hmm. Big no, time. Thanks. Yeah. I, I don't think any of those fringe guys really kind of catch my eye, but as we start to get in some of the rotation guys, these are the guys that 
we need to really kind of think about. And the Suns are going to have to explore this offseason. Uh, it starts with Ish Smith, currently playing with the Denver Nuggets in the NBA Finals. I want to bring Ish Smith back. I'm a leave a past in the past kind of guy. Uh, how about you? Yeah, just let him come back year to year into Phoenix and just kill us, win games against us. That's what I like. Keep yeah, it that I way. Love when he, sh- he always shows up on an opposing team and kills us. So I like your <laughs> yeah. Just bring him back to Phoenix and bench him so he doesn't kill us whenever he comes to town. What about Corey, <laughs> what about Corey Joseph? Uh, no, thank you. Kendrick Nunn. No, thanks. Kendrick Nunn made my list. Of my unrestricted free agents, Kendrick Nunn is on my list. I, I kind of like him. Kind of like him. So we'll talk about him a little bit. Dennis Smith Jr., another guy who busted. Both those guys who got traded for each other, Dennis Smith Jr. and Frank Nidalekina, were both part of the same yeah, transaction. Yeah, yeah. Those Portland. are, yeah, yeah. I, and Dennis yeah. Smith always goes through a spurt, though, every year where he has like the one or two games where it's like, oh, is this guy on to something? Yeah. No. You're like, there Absolutely he is. Not. Reggie Jackson, also on the Denver That's Nuggets. Not bad. Is we wanted him on the buyout. We definitely Inter- did. Interesting name. Not a lot of playing time, practically none with the Nuggets. But I mean, who's getting a lot Good of backup time with to the, the backup when guys are hurt for sure, like yeah. the Suns had. And he can score. Javon Carter. I love Javon. Yes, I would say yes. If leave the past in the past, I just can't can't do it again. It is a Gabe, weird thing when they do come back. So yeah, Gabe Vis- Vincent. Yes. Yeah, I'm not sure. He's doing great things in the playoffs, but I got to, you know, there's there, there's two guys that I like on this list, and, you know, I just, he's not one of them. Uh, Dennis Schroeder. Hell no. <laughs> Bad locker room guy, man. Always been that way. He's, he's a me, not player. a we guy. Me, not a we. All right, and then we get into the three starter options per spottrack.com. You have Russell Westbrook. Holy shit. I was looking at that money. No. Bring Russell yes. bring Russell Westbrook in on a on a mid-level exception. I'm all for it. But oh, no. Of course. That's what I was all know. for last year. Him yeah, being just yeah. a backup. So. Just have him be the backup. Yeah. If he was our Patrick center, we would have won. Beverly. For that much money. I wouldn't mind. I'm gonna go just kind of if we got him, I'd be like, yeah. It's not Dylan Brooks, but it'll do. Wow. You really? I wouldn't care. I mean, he's a, look at how much he's making. He doesn't make shit. I wouldn't mind him on our team. I know he doesn't make shit, but like. He would win us those games in the season where it's like no one's really hitting or anything. And we just need that that guy to just fuck shit up in a bad way. Yeah, but and we get some calls or something and we can win the game. But when I see him, man. Blood. God damn it. I don't know what it is about your face, but I want to deliver one of these right in your suck hole. Yeah, I just mm. I know, but once he's a son, it'd be different. It's not like he's that great of a player. Obviously, there's no fucking way I'd want Patrick Beverly on this team. Always almost no out fucking the league way. every year. Fuck him. If we want to fuck shit up, guy, get another fuck shit up guy. I know, but his name's there on the list, and I'm not gonna just say no. I say maybe. <laughs> Blaze maybe, Megatron. Maybe. We need assholes on our team. <laughs> we do, and I don't know if he's a real asshole. I think it's a lot of fake because it's the way he made in the league. So he's got to stay that way. It's persona. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Uh, last nope. starter, D'Angelo Russell. Nope, <laughs> not at all. It's funny how much he almost did hit this these playoffs though, where guys are like, "Oh shit, Da or D'Angelo Russell," but D'Angelo, yeah. But then he became 
but then he became D'Lo. And you're remembering, yep. oh, yeah, this guy, not for the price or value paid. Again, mid-level exceptions, sure, bring him in, but that's not what he's going to be looking for. But again, you know, much akin to friend Van Vliet, a lot of these guys, the it's going to be so interesting to see what these guys' contracts are going to go for because the market's going to set itself this summer. And you might sit there and you're looking at the fact that D'Lo average annual salaries, $29.3 million. And he probably won't get paid anywhere near that because the market won't like, you can't do that anymore. You can't now for guys that like that. Anymore. Absolutely not. No. You can't just throw. Yeah. I mean, and like sucks. blaze Megatron says like maybe D for cheap. Cause he wants to play with book. Maybe, you know, again, if these are mid-level exception guys, perhaps, but as jam says, he's trash. D is trash. He is, but there might be a team out there. Not like, um, cause I feel like even, um, Fred Van Vliet's going to make more money than D for sure. Oh yeah. Um, you know, he's a guy that's worth it. D No, he just hasn't proved himself. And I don't know if you can say like, is it a different system? Maybe he can fit in just as a shooter, but there's just something about him. He's not a winning player, man. It's exactly what Howard in the chat just said. D not a winning. Player. Oh, Howard. Good to see you, Howard. <laughs> Good. Appreciate that, Howard. The last name on the list is in the all-star tier. Kyrie Irving. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I would I would not be, you know, again, I'm, I'm probably the crazy person here. I probably That's wouldn't happened. be super opposed if we had Kyrie Irving, but it just doesn't make sense under the new financial. It just doesn't. If he's a mid-level exception, if, if he somehow would say, fuck it, I don't want the money, I want to go play with KD again, yada, 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 you, you take him because of the talent. But you don't take, again, if I'm talking about price for value paid, Kyrie Irving is not it. He does not give you the price for value paid. We see that time and again with him. He makes this massive money. He always gives you problems in some way, shape, or form off the court. He doesn't fulfill the, the, the entirety of his contract. He's not worth $34 million. He's just not. So... No for Kyrie for me. Matthew, tell me why you want him. Colonization or whatever that name is. <laughs> Calizonian. Colonization. Fuck it. Simple and sweet. Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck um, it. I don't trust this franchise really right now at all. What's going to happen in the future? Who we're going to get? So you might as well just say fuck it and get Kyrie. Uh, if you do get off those contracts with DA and Chris Paul, it is possible. But then you just surround them by trash. Um I think it's something that's going to happen for sure that Kyrie's going to be here and it's 50 million a year almost or whatever he's looking for, which is crazy for your five-year deal. I think you do it. I think um, it's, it can go two ways. You, you do it and these guys are healthy and obviously they might win a championship. Second way is KD is just never KD again. And maybe you can trade off of him or something. I'm just, I don't know what his trade exceptions are, but then you have Kyrie and you have book and book will be happy with Kyrie. And a lot of fans hate that. They're going to shake the screen right now, and they're going to kiss me on the lips because they'll be so mad that they hurt me. But I, I think it's just it's going to happen because Kyrie is a guy that's going to be with KD wherever he goes. So we got into this, and that's the only way of getting out is getting Kyrie and just the whole thing just melting in front of us. <laughs> it's, yeah. uh, it's all over, guys. And just let you know, Suns it's fandom. all over. Gabo's right in the chat. He says, we won't have any bench if we get Kyrie, and that's 100% exactly. correct. We'll only have three players, and that's it. Like And that's, that's it. 
that's to, it. And you're not winning with that. We'll formula. have to have the ball you're boys not. fill in. <laughs> those they, three guys they, and a couple the guys ball who are. Boys. It's like they after a free throw, then they have to go mop up their own sweat. You know, yeah. it's like they have their mop on their back. Yeah, they're running out. up and down the court. They're running you know? backwards with it. <laughs> <laughs> they look like uh, uh, what, what's the shittiest Marvel Avenger? The guy with the arrows. Oh, oh that, um, that guy's name. Is that his name? I don't know. What is it? What is it? I don't know. Jancers, help me out. The the guy who Jeremy uh, Renner yeah, plays. I know which one. That's I what just, they look like. Bullseye? They got like a, I don't even know. Yeah, Bullseye or Arch Eye, arch eye or something like. Oh, shit, I ran out of arrows. I'm going home now. I can't help you guys out. Come on, Jancers. I can't avenge. I who we're talking about. Say it. Or something. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. Gorilla in the corner. <laughs> Jam. The gorillas shooting threes. Yeah. Help the team. You know, so uh, I just, I don't think we can with Kyrie. But as I look at these lists, and I, I have two modes of thinking, as we talked about at the front end. Hawkeye. If it is Hawkeye. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Hawkeye, not the weakest you tripping from Kota Kid. Yeah. It's, I'm not going to get true into nerd right there. Yeah. I'm not going to get to a Marvel conversation with people. I watch too much basketball like a man. I don't watch anything. So <laughs> um, you got two modes of thinking. If the Suns do keep CP3, obviously, now we're talking about the backup and the backup to the backup. And we mentioned some of the names along this long, long 40-name jersey journey of who we would prefer. The backup to the backup, in my opinion, you go with Saban Lee. End of discussion. It's If you keep CP3, who from the restricted free agent and who from the unrestricted free agents would you prefer the Suns to have? And then I'll ask the same question. If you don't keep CP3, who do you go with? So let's start with in the keep the CP3 scenario. From a mm-hmm. restricted free agent standpoint, who would you like to be the backup for the Phoenix Suns and why? Saban Lee. Wow. So yeah. then I, I guess the question is who's the backup to the backup? Backup to the backup? Kobe White. These are really? Kobe White's the name. When I see it, I think it's the guy the Suns go after. Yeah, I, I think it's the guy that the Suns actually do pick up um, for sure. But he would be, he would be the backup, and then you have Saban Lee. So those would be the two. I would go Saban Lee as the backup to the backup, and Trey Jones as the backup. Okay. And I already kind of went down the Trey Jones uh, thought process, and yeah. how again both of them are restricted free agents, albeit one we own the rights to one of them. Uh, whereas Trey Jones, you'd have to fight a little bit harder. But if I look at the list of unrestricted free agents, I like Trey Jones more than pretty much every one of them. Uh, now, that being said, I wouldn't mind a Kendrick Nunn as a backup if we can't get Trey Jones. I wouldn't mind Reggie Jackson as a backup if we can't get Trey Jones. The big question becomes, if the Suns, if the Suns take CP3 and they flip him, they flip him for assets, and there's no point guard involved in that trade. Who becomes the who becomes the starting point guard for the Phoenix Suns next season? When you take a look at these lists, is there anybody who's unrestricted or restricted that you would prefer? Yeah, it's going to be Kyrie. I prefer him. It's going to happen. You're going to they're going to get off the DA thing too. Um, I know that's fifty million right there, right? DA, what does he make? Twenty what? 32, 32-3, pretty much 33-3. Okay, so yeah, it's plenty of money. Um, That's the thing that's going to happen. We're not going to get a lot back. Assets, like you said, some picks, whatever. But the reward is you get Kyrie. And I think Kyrie is going to be the answer for the Suns, and it's the only answer they have. So if you get Kyrie Irving, um, 
and again, he exercised last season his uh, $36.5 million option. Okay. 36.5. You take into account that Kevin Durant next season, next season is making 46.4 and Devin Booker is making 36. And I'm not talking DA money. Cause as you pointed out, if you're going after Kyrie, you're not, you're saying goodbye to DA, right? That's $118 million between all three of those players. Okay. What's, what's the cap? Was it 134? I thought it was right. One, wasn't it one? Well, for yeah, one thirty something for the first, and then like the top apron is like one sixty four. I think. I think it's one sixty nine. So yeah, one thirty four is the salary cap as of right now. It might go up. So if I go one three four minus one one eight point nine, that leaves you fifteen million dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay, for the next ten players on your roster, you need to average, and that's just to stay under the cap. Now again, to your point. Um, if you were to sit there and you go, okay, the 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 tax apron, tax apron number two, or tax apron number one is one sixty nine. Tap tax apron number two is one seventy nine five per Dave King. Okay, so one seventy nine point five, and that's when, when you hit that one. That's where you you can't offer mid level exceptions. You can't uh, wipe your ass with your left hand for the entire season. Like it, it gets ridiculous, but essentially. If you have Kyrie Irving, you have Devin Booker, and you have Kevin Durant, if you if you want to avoid tax apron number two, you have sixty point six million dollars left to play with, and you have ten players that you have to distribute that money. You can hand out contracts for six million dollars or less. Now, the mid level exception, I'm sorry, the the veteran minimum is how you're going to have to fill out. You know, veteran minimum I think is one seven one eight somewhere in there. So you put some of those 1718s, you stack some of those contracts. It's definitely doable. It's definitely doable, but we're talking about the quality of the bench behind it. So here's the other side of this. And and, and I'm going to go down this route with you, Matthew. Well, I'll go I'll go another direction just for the sake of argument because I agree with you. I think if the Suns can go, if we get rid of Chris Paul, we can bring in Kyrie Irving. I think what you've done is you've created this place where veteran minimums, people will come play. Reggie Jackson will want to come play here, Right. Uh, other players, uh, some of these unrestricted free agents that we're going to discuss over these next few weeks when we're talking about shooting guards and power forwards and shibbity hoo blah. I just got a the Snoop Dogg got a brand new job or whatever. They're all going to want to come play here because you're of the level of talent on this team. Again, I'm going to go back, though, to the price value paid with Kyrie Irving. I just don't trust it. That's a personal thing. But you can do it. DA would have to be gone because, again, he was making 33. So essentially what you're doing is you're going, goodbye, DA's 33. Hello, Kyrie's 30, uh, 36 or whatever they end up paying him. And that's the, the problem the Suns are in right now because they got Chris Paul and they've got uh, DeAndre Ayton currently under contract. You know, all those guys combined, let's, let's do some quick math here, 47.6 plus 36.0 plus 32.4 plus 30.8. 146. Salary caps 134. The four players between Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul, we're already $12 million over the cap. Yeah. So um, you, something's got to change. I understand. Um, I know the apron, you know, the, the whole you can't pick up the guys, um, the buyouts, but no, no buyouts. I mean, you even saw Reggie Jackson, the guy that we absolutely wanted, not even playing for a championship 
probably going to win the championship. The buyouts never – we talk about it every it year, but they never affect yeah. a team's championship aspirations. Yeah, ever. and I understand Name the whole – once. Yeah, and the Kyrie thing too. Like, you know, I don't trust him as far as going to throw my booger. Like, I really don't. But the thing is, you can't trust any of these guys. I mean, we've already – we've already seen this plenty of times with any team. And I'm, of course it's NBA related. It's injuries that hold up a lot of teams from winning anything. Suns have that issue with Booker. Suns had that issue, of course, with Chris Paul, Kevin Durant's always going to be injured. He's going to be that guy from now. And I'm not going to say he's going to be out for months or anything, but he'll be a guy that's going to get nicked and knacked and have to sit on the bench and pally whack himself or whatever. And then <laughs> I think that um, what Kyrie will bring though is, Obviously, a, a a great player, but it also just it makes you think like how good this team will be with Kyrie, and like how frustrated will Suns fans be knowing hey he might you know he might say something he might not be able to play that makes mm-hmm. sense but you have to realize like there's a lot on the line right now in the league and if you can get rid of Da and you can get rid of Chris Paul and you can sign a guy like Kyrie. That's huge because right now in the championship, you have a team in Miami that was dog shit all year. They're in the finals, right? Yeah. Because they got hot at the right time. And yep. right now, Jokic is leading a team without any other all-star really besides Jamal Murray to a championship. So I just think if you have the opportunity, I know it sucks. I know Kyrie might not show up some games, but it's the thing is like you have to just take chances now. And you know that Matt Ishby is a guy that just wants to take chances. He's going to throw his money out there. And I'm not worried about the cap. I'm like, the only reason I'm excited about him is because he's going to spend a lot of money. So I'm mm-hmm. not going into these things we're going to do. I'm just not going to worry about the cap. I'm going to say these are the guys I think the Suns should get, and they probably will because Ishby is going to throw his money out there. Good, because I'll be the guy who worries about the cap, and that's what makes yeah. this the perfect podcast. It I'm does, over here worrying yeah. about the cap, cr- crunching numbers, and you're like, fuck no. I'm the fun stepdad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, you come in and just buy all the hurt. toys, you mm-hmm. know? And – you know, I think the lesson that we've learned as we navigate the free agent market relative to point guards is in the free agent market, there's not a lot of great options with point guards. There really isn't. You have Kyrie, who's a monster name, but there's a lot of baggage that comes with Kyrie. There's a lot of feelings that come with Kyrie, and a lot of them are personal for people. I am one of those people who it's like, I don't get overly involved with people's politics or give a shit about who they are off the court. Uh, because, you know, maybe I'm a centralist and I just give a shit. I just don't give a shit. Like everyone, Barry Bonds is an asshole. I'm like, I don't give a, give a shit. He's an asshole. Look, he just hit that dinger. Of course he like, is, dude. Everyone wants to talk to him all the time. I'd be yeah. an asshole too. <laughs> well, he had the, he had the best eye I've ever seen in baseball. And so what if he juiced up a little bit? He was amazing. Like you couldn't, you couldn't strike the guy out. And he had the best eye I've ever seen in baseball. Steroids don't give you the eye. It's just when he did hit the ball, he launched it. And everyone's like, he's an asshole off the court. I'm like. I don't give a shit. It would slow it down, though. I'm right? not hanging out with him. I don't need to, you know, Kyrie says some dumb shit, and, and, and it's, it's socially insensitive, and and the way that he navigates, you know, navigated the pandemic, it offended a lot of people, but I got bigger things to worry about in my life than what Kyrie Irving said about a movie or how he perceives the pandemic, right? I give a shit when he's not playing. That's what fucking pisses me off, because I'm a fan of basketball, and when they're on the court only. Like, I don't need sports and their athletes to be my moral compass. I'm stronger than that. And you might agree with that or disagree with that. And that's your right. And it's my right too. So from a personal standpoint, I don't care about the Kyrie stuff from a basketball standpoint is great, but I do know that again, when we talk about price for value paid, it's not always there because he does things that prevents him from being on the court because of all the, the noise, if you will, from a talent standpoint, I mean, it would be amazing. 
So, but that that's where we're at when it comes to the point guard position. And that's why we wanted to have this podcast. Just talk about everything holistically and show you that the best way, in my opinion, the best way for the Suns to navigate this offseason is to either get rid of DeAndre Ayton, get rid of CP3, get rid of both, but in an effort, and when you're doing so, you're bringing back assets that are filling those slots, boy. And of course, duh, that's how it's going to have to happen. But I don't think that trading CP3, or I'm sorry, yeah, trading CP3 and not earning a, a garnering back in assets, that's a point guard, that's got to be the way to go. Or when you trade DA, he, you know, you get the point guard from him. Because I just don't think the free agent market's where it's going to be for the Suns when it comes to the point guard position. I think as we get further down the line, we start talking about the shooting guards and the small forwards and the power forwards. I think that's where a lot of the free agents uh, that are going to build this roster and this team are going to come from. I think your point guard has to be acquired via trade. Yeah, um, we could have just kept Mikhail and Cameron Johnson and went to go get KD this summer, right? I'm just Why not? I have no idea. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be nuts, man. And I'm not. I don't know how confident you are in this team right now and the owner because I'm just not really. I know he went to go Katie, which was big. It's huge, right? I just, I don't know yet. And I think like he said before, sit back and observe because before I was like, oh, I'm all about him spending money. But right now it's just like, I don't know what this team is. So I'm a little insecure about it. So I guess just sit back, take an edible and just enjoy (laughs) the ride, man. Well, and I'll go back to what I kind of said at the front end of the podcast. You know, yeah, I I don't know how this is all going to play out. But I do know that starting with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant as your basis is huge. Oh, it's a great yeah, starting point. It really is. So I don't, I don't have the confidence. Best one out there. I don't have non-confidence in this team. There's so it's going to be so interesting this summer. You got to stay glued to the Suns Jam Session podcast as we navigate everything that's going on because it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be as exciting as Matthew and I. Pretty much wearing the same shirts. Look at your shirt choice tonight. You have a Sun shirt on. Yeah, I've had this shirt and hat for like three years, man. Yeah, I've had this one for I've had this hat for a long time. It's like my favorite son's hat. Uh, real quick, a couple of the topics. Monty Williams, man, going to Detroit yeah. we met a little bit earlier. Do you think that Matt Ishbia is paying the Detroit Pistons? He's like, dude, you got it. He's the mole, right? Like, where's Ishbia from? Michigan. Where's Monty mm-hmm. Williams end up? Michigan. He he's got a mole over there now. He's like, okay, perfect. Now that I got him there, now I can trade Landry Shamit there. Now I can I can you know we can work a deal with Shamit, Payne, Shamit, <laughs> Shamit, Payne, and CP3 all go to Detroit, and we get back assets, and we get back James Wiseman, and we get back Killian Hayes, and we get back Marvin Bagley Jr. and picks. Like, do you think that there's some conspiracy going on here? Because that's oh, a yeah. ridiculous amount that they gave him. Absolutely. And you know what's gonna happen is DA's gonna go there too. And then DA Monty be like, it wasn't us, it's Booker and Chris Paul that's fucking up the team. <laughs> like, what? No way. Wait, we didn't know that. Of course, we didn't know that. We don't know the real story. Watch him and DA end up together, and they just are like best buds and they're killing other DA's oh, 32 God. and 20 every night. Woo! Let's go, Suns. <laughs> and we got KD on the bench every night. Can't oh, wait. God. It's just it's, an all-star good, next year. Good, good for Monty. Good Cameron for Johnson's Monty. in the three-point contest, finally. Just yeah, like, and we're just sad all the time because that's yeah, what we are. I'm used to it. I don't oh, even yeah. care. I don't give a fuck anymore. This distraction we call basketball, I don't care anymore, right? I'm not going <laughs> to give into it. <laughs> um, Chris Stewart asks in the chat, would you trade DA to Boston for Marcus Smart yes. and Robert Williams. Yes. I would want one more asset attached to that. I need a pick or something else. 
but potentially, yeah, I, I yeah. wouldn't be opposed. Absolutely. Marcus Smart's a little bit older, but I think he'd be a great addition to his team. Williams. He'd be perfect next to Book. Yep. I think. Or play the three. That's a good one. That's a good one there. Uh, NBA Finals. Game one just wrapped up. The Denver Nuggets won. Did you watch the game, Matthew? I watched the first half. I watched the fourth quarter. Um, those Heat, man, you always think they have a chance. They're never out of it. They pushed it to like nine points. Like how many times? Five or six times yeah, in the last yeah. five minutes. They kept coming back, but I'm like, they just are so tired out there. Jokic always looks tired, but the Heat looks so exhausted. And they've put up a big fight in each series before, so it's going to take a lot out of them to get this one done too. But I think this one goes seven for sure. I think the Heat have a real chance to win next game and win maybe another one in Denver. Um, I just I don't think that they're just going to lay down. They're going to be the team that's going to upset every round and win the championship. Is that crazy? They, they probably will. I want to be I Nuggets be, in five. You think Nuggets in five? I don't know. Nuggets I think they, are just so good, man. They are good, but the Heat. I, I know just, the Heat. I know what the, I saw. What I know, but tonight what I saw. Remember game two we went to the finals? I do. And I was we're thinking up about that tonight. 2 0. And the way the Suns just ended that game, I'm like, ugh. Like, it was good. Like, we got the, the victory, but you just saw, like, some life in, like, the, um, in the Bucks. And I was like, oh. Like, here they come, maybe. But, of course, they won four in a row, but I didn't predict that. But then it's just like, that's what I see with the Heat in the series. I think the Heat are definitely the Bucks, where they have that energy, that defense. I don't. That's just going to kill them in the end. But, no, I think the Nuggets they will win in seven. They don't have Giannis. They don't have that I think Giannis. the Nuggets will win in seven. No, I think it's Nuggets in five. The Nuggets they Jimmy have Butler. an answer. They have an answer for everything, though. They keep coming at you. Jokic is unfucking stoppable because he beats oh, yeah. you 30 different ways. That's exactly what happened in the fourth quarter. They got it down to 10. Jokic, 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 Jokic. Before that, he was dismantling he was them with struggling his a little bit. He always looks like he's struggling, but he scored all of his points in no, the No, but fourth. I know he was just missing some like easier shots. I think, what did he have, like 23 points tonight? No, he had 25. I had 25? I just I thought he was a little little off today, and I think the, the Heat missed a lot of shots that were open. Yeah, he was off. He had a triple-double, and his team won by 11. Ooh, wow, that's tough. Like. That's Jokic, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think the Heat will win three, though. I think for sure they will. Okay. okay. We'll see. We'll continue to monitor. And I'll tell you this. You've been pretty much right all postseason. So who am I to, who am I to doubt you, Matthew? Have I? Pretty much. <laughs> when, when it was 3-0 Miami, you're like, yeah, Boston can come all the way back or at least close. They did. I thought Boston would still win, though, in the series. Yeah, but, I mean, you had a lot more faith in them Jaylen, than I did. Yeah. I mean, Jason Tatum getting hurt, but I think the Heat would have yeah. still won. But. Well, well, we shall see. Uh, Jamsters, again, thank you for joining us. Whether you're watching long live, watching later, or listening, make sure you hit that thumbs up button on YouTube. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We haven't received one in like two months, and my feelings are a little bit hurt. I, I check that why. almost every day. I go, I click on our podcast, I scroll to the bottom, see if we have any new fun messages from our listeners, and no one's stepping up and doing it. Step Not up one. To the plate. Hurts Grow my feelings. some balls. Just a little bit. Just, All y'all. <laughs> just a little bit. You know, you should say that in your five-star review. I grew some balls. I grew some I, balls. And put a pic, can they put pics in there? Their balls? No. They can do emojis. So do put some ball emojis. Throw, in there. throw some basketballs in there. So we, we would Small truly appreciate balls that. butter? <laughs> I don't know where that. That was before I said balls. Um, we will be going live again on Monday. We will be doing Trade Machine, and we'll be talking about CP3 and exploring some trades. So that's going to be more of a fun one than Landry Shamit. Uh, and that being said, I know I know you are, Matthew. I know I am. We are both ready, readily awaiting 
our emergency podcast when the Suns announce a yeah. new head coach. I bring a, ha- a Suns hat with me to work every day. I've got my laptop. I'm ready to go. And they continue to not fucking hire anybody. So did, did you say <laughs> Nick Nurse was uh, introduced today? He was a little yes. stumbling mumbling there in uh, Philadelphia with those reporters. <laughs> he chose the wrong city, man. He yes, he Phoenix, did. But... Phoenix, man. <laughs> I still want to know why he didn't choose Phoenix, but he chose the wrong city if he wants to kind of relax with the media. Because you even see with KD when he's here, he's enjoying himself. He loves it here, man. It's we chill, love man. it. Fun love it. You got dude. fucking Dave King asking you questions, dude. It's yeah, chill, it's all man. Chill. It's super chill. Blazed. Yeah. Yeah, blaze, blaze. They get blazed Megatron out here. They just, everyone has a good time. So we'll be waiting, sons. We'll be waiting. Anybody? Who do you think it's going to be? I think the finalists are Doc Rivers, Frank Vogel, and Kevin Young. I think it's Kevin Young. Yeah, I, know I would just be Phil more Simmons surprised been. if it wasn't. If I know, but like if they said Doc Rivers, I'd be so surprised. I know it's a big name, and I know that I even said last Potter probably be him, but I would just be so surprised because of the backlash be they're going to get. It's kind of like one of those things where. Zaya Thomas, he was announced to be part of front office or something. And then everyone they went kind of crazy. leaked that, and everyone went crazy. Like, oh, no, never mind. Not right now. We'll give it a few more years. He'll come in. But I think it's kind of like that, where he's just kind of seeing, and I, everyone's kind of, I think, going KY Jelly. A little? Yeah. That way? I, mean, I'm, I think so. Everyone's saying I'm not Kevin excited Young. about any of it. Well, it's like, I'm, just, I'm with you. Like, when we do our emergency podcast, no matter who it is, it's going to be me and Matthew at work. And just being like, okay, that's who it is. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, eh, I really no, don't I know, know what to think. It, it's exciting to move on from Monty in a way, but it's just like there's nothing really sexy to replace him. So, well, I feel like Nick Nurse was kind of sexy. It was the sexiest name up there. I, it went and, Kevin and Young I for me, and then Nick. Yes, Doc Rivers is kind of sexy, but again, like our issue has been the postseason, and that's where he fucks us. So it's just like, every every year. You so, can't deal with that again. That being He's said, worse than Monty. It'll be Frank Vogel. <laughs> the one guy we're not talking I about. I wouldn't mind Frank. I guess I wouldn't, I wouldn't either. I guess you, I wouldn't either. He coached LeBron, and they did win the championship, but just coaching him and dealing with that shit, like, I think he could do anything in the world. Agreed. He knows how to manage those egos, and that's important. So why do you think it's taking so long before we get out of here? Why do you think it's taking so long? Because Ishmi has been a guy who just, like, Snap decisions. Let's go. Get KD. Fire money. Yeah. We need a head coach. He's like, hold on. I really think Wait. it came. This is my just my hunch is that they were waiting for Nick Nurse and he was choosing between us and Philly and he chose Philly. And then now we're just like, well, fuck. Like, what should we do? Should we do another round of interviews with some other guys? If that happens, that's kind of scary, but they're just going to have to settle for someone. And I think they're just like, we have a little bit of time. Let's just think this through because these guys aren't really stand out. And, you know, Kevin Young's probably the most. Loving guys, Suns fans will like, but they like Doc Rivers, so they're trying to probably play it that way. I don't know. The casuals would love Doc Rivers because they know the name. I think Blaze Megatron in the chat nails it. He says, "Always because it's gonna be Lou. It's gonna be tired." My heart just melted. I know. Oh, I forgot about that name. So I think on that note, we're gonna go ahead and get out of here again. Thank you, Jamsters, for joining us. We'll see you live Monday, 8 o'clock Arizona time as we discuss CP3 trades or sooner. But until then, Matthew, go home and love your family. Bet 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.